beep, 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 beep. This just in, extreme winter weather in the Midwest United States. That is true, I am buried currently. Nick is buried under snow. Even when the tractor comes and clears out the circle, it fills up right afterwards, right? Yeah, so I've been snow blowing every couple hours to kind of keep up with it because the snow blower that I have access to can't handle real heavy deep snow as well as it can just light uh, layers. And when I get to the bottom of my driveway, the path behind me is all white again. <laughs> it's just like slightly lower. Uh, but Unfortunate. You know, the dog is very funny in the snow because he goes out there and he hops around and it, he's only, he's little, he's a 20 pound dog. So like it's up to his head. So he has to jump through it like a dolphin. And then <laughs> just a little while ago we had him out and he was just digging cause Shiba's are kind of burrowy dogs. Uh, cause they hunt their bread for hunting rabbits. So Shiba doge. he just keeps moving around and digging little tunnels in the snow. It's very funny. So uh, the blizzard is not the most fun thing to deal with, but the dog is very entertaining in the snow. Yes. Your your house looks all warm and cozy, though. That's nice. Yeah. I Both of us work at home, so it doesn't bother me the way it used to. So. Yeah. Well, it's definitely not snowing here in uh, Alabama, uh, where I live. And who am I? Why? I'm Ben Moon, see? Uh, one of the hosts of this here program. And I'm joined by the illustrious Nick Kelly. That's me. That's him. And uh, together, this is the Trelour Blazures podcast, the Trailer Blazers. And if you're joining us for the first time here on episode, is it 168 or something? Ish. Ish. So uh, who, can, who can keep track of these days? Uh, we just keep doing this hobby podcast. Um, if you're just now joining us, this is a, this is a podcast where we talk about movie trailers and video game trailers and... Uh, entertainment things you know that's right um and so it's been a while since we've done a regular episode and uh, we got some catching up to do so let's start out with what we done had watched these past couple of weeks what we done watched uh you have about 45 things do you want to go first or do you want me to go first <laughs> you go first because it's going to take me a minute okay i've been watching monarch uh yeah me after too. this i'm going to watch the season finale i think Probably after this episode recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy it. Kurt Russell, Wyatt Russell, love them both. Okay, I have thoughts. What are they? Go ahead. Um, I decided I don't like any of the young people on the show. I don't either, no. Uh, the the one, the son, Kentaro, he's all right. But I don't like he's, anyone else. Yeah, he's and he's just okay. Like, he's just passable. Yes. I'm not, like, rooting for him or anything. Right. But, like, the other people are all so annoying. Yes, I do not like... I don't like any of the young people. But I like Wyatt Russell. I mean, I like the back-in-time young people. I, I like the back-in-time young people. Yeah. I like Wyatt Russell. I like uh, Keiko. I like her. Yeah. And, and then in the future, I like Kurt Russell. And I like the guy who's with Monarch Tim. Tim, yeah, I like yeah. Tim. But I, yeah. do, I, I also do not like them. Yeah. Um, I like the show, though. It's a cool premise. It's not like it the is a cool best pre- thing ever. No. It's like a, it's like a, oh, yeah, I like Monarch. It's not, a, it's not like the next thing I've been watching, which is Fargo. So I, I said a couple times that it might be the best season. It is yeah. the best season. It's the okay. best season. Defended, you're, you're being defended. Defini- I am at, there's one episode left, so it would have to... It would have to fumble pretty hard to drop out of this spot, and it won't. Sure. It's a okay. Noah Hawley show. Okay. 100% the best season. I Juno Temple is such a good actress, and John Hamm is so scary when he wants to be. Ooh. Uh, like, every time John Hamm walks on the screen, he just he's, like, imposing. He, like, looms. Mm. And it's, like, literally, like, I pulled the blanket up uh, <laughs> when I was watching it yesterday. <laughs> Okay, so Nick, you're known for hyperbole. Mm-hmm. Tell me some things that this season of Fargo is better than. Uh, this season of Fargo is better than all of Breaking Bad, which is an example that I use because people always say it's the best, like one of the best TV shows. Um, it's better than, oh, what else is, what do people think is good? Sliced bread's pretty good. <laughs> the Sopranos, it's better than The Sopranos. Okay. Whatever your favorite show is, it's better. 
Mm. <laughs> it's mm. just really, it's really incredible. Uh, tremendously good. It's better than True Detective. It's better than. Uh, it's better than. It's about one trillion times better than Game of Thrones, which I know everyone likes, which is actually bad. Uh, sorry to burst your bubble. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna sit here and defend it. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, it's just it's incredible. This season is extra good. Um, so yeah, it, it has reached pinnacle for me. It's it's the mm. best season. Mm. I watched What If season two, uh, yep. a lot more chipper than season one. So I oh, enjoyed yeah, that. Oh yeah, for sure. Also, yeah. season one was just like all character swaps, and it, it started to annoy me because What If isn't just like character swaps. So this one yeah. started doing weird things. Oh yeah. Like What If Hella had the ten rings, which is the weirdest of the episodes. Um, so I enjoyed that more than season one. Mm-hmm. Uh, finale didn't do it for me so well. Okay. Okay. But the other ones I liked. Uh, and then, so, uh, I th- did we record just the Chris Missy episode since Christmas? Yeah. So, yeah. um, I, on December 22nd, Mystery Science Theater started doing a marathon on YouTube on their channel and they were just marathoning. Was it live? What? Was it live? Yeah, or it's, was... it's a live stream marathon where they okay, just keep okay. playing episodes. Ah, okay. And so I started to watch that uh, on on that weekend, the 22nd. And I watched it all day on the 22nd and all day the next day and pretty much all day Sunday. And then I was like, well, I don't know how long this is going to go, but I'm going to keep watching it. And uh, I kept watching it and it turned from a Christmas marathon into a New Year's marathon because – they haven't had less than 3,000 viewers at any time since they started. Wow. So then it turned into a New Year's marathon. And then after New Year's, now when you go on there, it says MST3K Forever-a-thon. So <laughs> I have literally been... I've watched probably over 120 hours of Mystery Science Theater because I watch it all Whoa. day while I work because I have an yeah. Echo show on my desk and I just have YouTube on there. Ah. Uh, I just constantly... It, Mystery Science Theater is like my first fandom you could say sure Um, i love it so i've been watching it constantly and now uh i have every single episode digitally on my computer and uh the longest time i couldn't get season eight episode one which is revenge of the creature which is the sequel to creature from the black lagoon because um they lost the rights real quick because it went back to universal because they only rent rights for these things which is why some of them are hard to get and I recently, someone uploaded it in pretty good quality to YouTube. So I used what we used to get audio clips and I downloaded the the episode. So now I have every single one except for uh, season zero, episode three, which no one has. So uh, is does Rift Tracks count or is it different? It's the same guys as Mr. Science Theater. It's Mike, Kevin and Bill who are uh, Mike who's the host of Mystery Science Theater midway through season five onward. And then Kevin, who's Tom Servo. And then Bill, who's Crow in the sci-fi seasons, which are eight, nine, and ten, do riff tracks. So it's the same guys and it's the same concept, but it's not in the fiction of Mystery Science Theater because there's no robots and stuff. Okay. But, yeah, so I've been watching that nonstop. And now that I got Revenge of the Creature, I have every single available episode, which is something I've been trying to do for how old am I, 36? Probably about 30 years, maybe <laughs> longer, or, may, or maybe like 28 years. I don't know. I started watching it when I was a kid, though. Um, and then I watched, Jess and I watched the uh, season of Echo on Disney+, Plus because uh, it came out all at once, so we watched it in two days. Wow. I'm, I'm making my way through it uh, as well. There's, it's, there's no, this is not a spoiler that, uh, that Daredevil is in this show a yeah, little bit. Yeah, he's in the trailer. Um. And I just love Daredevil. I love Charlie Cox's Daredevil. Like when I saw him, I was like, I just I need more Daredevil. I need it. I love it. I forgot how much I loved it. Yep. So great. Yeah, I love Daredevil. I love Echo. Uh, Parts yeah. of a Whole is one of the first trade paperback comics that I bought with my own mm. money, and that's Echo and Daredevil. And your neighbor uh, plays plays young Echo and uh, regular Echo. And regular Echo. <laughs> yeah, Alakwa Cox, who plays Echo, is from the Menominee Reservation, uh, which is just north. It's like 40 minutes north of Oshkosh, which is where I went to college. Um, 
and her little cousin plays her little version of herself because they look exactly the same. They look exactly the same. Yep. So everyone, and she's so cute. Oh my gosh. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So precious. Uh, all like the local news and stuff are like, our local local uh, actor Alaku Cox has got a big break on Disney Plus, and like there's like a billboard in the uh, up by the reservation. Oh, uh, that's sweet. Yeah, it's cool. That's really great. So yeah, I I love it. I I love Echo as a character. Like she's one of my favorite comic characters, and she's so like d-list in terms of marvel characters but i love i i prefer the d-list characters usually uh so it's just weird that this exists but i'm gonna like i have a a little echo lego minifig on my desk oh yeah crazy yeah (laughs) Uh, but i'll take it yeah you know so i'm I'm watching it too um i i am definitely in the mood for street level heroes um i don't need big like I'm not even really moved for space stuff right now. I'm in the mood for street level uh, stuff, so yeah. I'm I'll, I'll take whatever they they give me there. My main uh, two think- that I like are are cosmic Marvel and street level Marvel, and like the kind of middle of the road is less what I read. Like I don't read Iron Man or Captain America. Mm, okay. Well, um, maybe the, maybe one day they'll give us. Uh, uh, Midnight Suns. Yeah, that would be great. What's the other one too that has like? It's not the Defenders. Am I, am I thinking of the Defenders or something like the Defenders? Uh, is there something? Is um, is Ghost Rider in some other team? Uh, he's in he's in Midnight Suns. That's the only thing I can think yeah. of. When are we gonna get Cosmic Ghost Rider? I know I ask it all the time, but. That would be cool. That's what I want. I like Cosmic I want, Ghost I want, Rider. I want, there's two characters I want. I want Cosmic Ghost Rider, and I want uh, Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, yeah. Beta Ray Bill is one of my favorites. One of my favorites. Because right. I do read Thor. Yeah. Okay, so let's go through this. I'm going to go through this kind of quickly. Uh, I watched Gran Turismo on an airplane. How was it? You know, I liked it. It was good. Um, it did have kind of some corny, like, cheesy bits in it. It was kind of here and there. But overall, I enjoyed it. Okay. It was fun. Uh, I watched uh, all of Loki and loved it. Yep, it's great. Um, some of the best aesthetic of any Marvel show. Definitely. Oh my gosh, so good. Uh, I started, I'm watching it in bits and bites, but I'm watching um, World War II from the front lines. This is a tough watch, man. This is like colorized World War II footage. Yeah. Um, and they and they have stories, you know, survivors and stuff in like, in like Poland and in Germany and stuff. And uh, it's, it's, pr- it's, it's brutal. Um, the stuff that the Nazis did, boy, just, uh, real bad, you know? And so you can only take this in like chunks. I tend to watch world war one documentaries more yeah. than anything else because that's the yeah. weirdest war. Oh, it's definitely, yeah, yeah absolutely. Must, mustard gas. So anyway, I'll, I'll, it'll take me a long time to get through this documentary, but it's really well done. I will say that it's really well done. Um, Aaron and I binged the bear, both seasons of the bear. It is some of the best TV I've ever seen. It is one of the best TV shows on TV. I cannot wait for season three this summer. I'll watch it. Um, I will say that it has maybe potentially the best character arcs of any show I've ever seen. Yeah. It might have the best. It's some of the most satisfying character developments that I've ever seen. I love this show. Everybody told me it was so good. They were all right. Okay. Aaron posted about... uh the bear on her Instagram story. Yeah. And I replied and she said something funny. She's okay. like that. Yeah. So, okay. Um, she posted that you guys watch the bear. And I said, Ben is on me so hard to watch this now. And then she said, Nick, not to be dramatic, but he'll die. If you don't, <laughs> <laughs> you do need to watch it. It's so good. I bet Jess would like it too. Yeah. We'll watch it. Yeah. Um, what you should not watch is The Family Plan, uh, which was on the TV at my in-laws over Christmas. Uh, not good. What's that? That's that Mark Wahlberg movie. Oh, I don't where watch he's Mark like, Wahlberg movies. Yeah, well, don't watch this one. It uh, is not good. It's ridiculous. Uh, I watched uh, Leave the World Behind with uh, Pretty Woman. Yeah, I think my friend Allie said that was bad. 
Yeah, I, I didn't like it. It's too slow, um, and it's just kind of weird. Uh, Mahershala Ali is so great, though. I just love him as an actor. Yeah, he's great. He's great. He's good in everything he does, and I really want him to be Blade and them to give them the Blade that he deserves. Okay. Did he make it through about- the first half of the movie? Because that guy is notorious for dying in the first half of things. No, he he's he made it through all the. I don't even care about spoilers. You don't need to watch this. I mean, yeah, he's he's in the whole thing. Okay. okay. Um, Monarch. Yeah, we talked about that. Uh, I've been watching DBZ. I've been going through DBZ as I'm working on shoes. Yeah, we did that a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um. So I'm in the right right after the uh, Great Salmon, yeah. and they're in the tournament. That's where I'm at right now. So Shin's there and all that. Good. Uh, Destroy All Monsters. I watch, Me and the boy watch Destroy All Monsters. That's like the only movie that Varan <laughs> is in. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is that the one where but they it's can got, talk? Uh, no, I don't think so. It, but it has Manda in it. Yeah. Manda is like one of my favorites because he's like a Chinese dragon. Yep. Um, so that was, that was kind of fun. Uh, what if we talk about that? Oh, I watched uh, me and my brother on New Year's Eve decide we're going to watch a couple of weird things. So we watched uh, My 600 Pound Life. Okay. <laughs> like, like an episode or two of that. Uh, we also watched Batman the Animated Series episode, uh, season one, episode 32, Beware the Gray Ghost, which is one of the yep. best episodes yep. on TV ever. And it's still so good. It still holds up. I love it so much. Adam West, baby. Adam West, baby. Um, and let me say this. I didn't remember that. That show is fully orchestrated. The soundtrack is fully orchestrated. Like episodes. Like yeah. you're going, it's not MIDI. It's like full orchestra. Yeah. It's, How did they do this in the 90s? Yeah, it's one of the best animated series of all time. Yeah. And I'm not even a DC guy, and I'll say that. I mean, I know it was regarded as like one of the most well-written, but like you, you just, it's an, it's an impressive show. Like if yes. you go back and watch it. Um, I watched Tetris. We watched Tetris so on New Year's Eve. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It was riveting. Yeah. It's it, it like Tetris has better action scenes in it than some action movies. <laughs> I was just I could not peel my eyes away. It was so fascinating. So good. Loved it. Um and then I started watching One Piece, the I, anime. You can't get into it? No, I I strongly dislike the art style of One Piece. Oh, I okay. really think it's ugly. Yeah, it's the art style isn't is not great here, at least in this first season at the very first uh, set. But I th- I like the the characters, and so I'm gonna keep, I guess I'm gonna continue watching it so I can get to the, you know, the live action. I'll probably you know, watch there's like like a thousand episodes of that. right? Yeah, you yeah, know, Nick, I know. Okay, there's like a thousand seventy three or whatever it is. I'm still I'm gonna I'm gonna make I'm gonna do like two hundred episodes and then I'll watch the Netflix. I don't even like want to watch the Netflix. Well, okay then. Um, anyway, that is all I done had watched. That's everything. Okay, quite a bit. Quite a bit. Um, you know what else we have a, a good bit of? Yeah, the most that we've had in a while. Yeah, news, baby. The dumb dudes' news. The new news. This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. We got uh, beep, 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 This, this just in. We got seven items here. Yeah, you go ahead and take that first item. So, uh, as we've discussed before, Jonathan Majors uh, was convicted of his assault that he did la- early last year. He did an assault? He did an assault. So, he was convicted, and within moments of that uh, verdict, he was fired so he is no longer going to be in any Marvel stuff. Uh, people are talking about like recasting, but I think they should just drop the character. Just drop it. Just, drop just bring it. it back in twenty years. Bring it back in twenty yeah. years. You know. Just forget about like he got defeated both times he was in something. And like in Loki, he's defeated in Ant Man. Just forget about it. Yeah. Is there? There's no more villains in Marvel. You got no more villains, guys. Yeah. Come and on, you can. I would like them to drop it because I've been concerned that they're going to make Secret Wars Kang-based when they have no right to do that. That is a Doom story, and if you don't do it, Doom, I will be judgy. Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four to Secret Wars 2015 is my favorite thing Marvel has ever done. Uh, And I'm going to be extremely hypercritical of any kind of adaptation they do to that 
So, you know, I'm usually like on board no matter what with, with Marvel Disney movies, but I will be hypercritical of Secret Wars if it is uh, deviating yeah. too much. Listen, we have established on this show uh, that the best villains come from Fantastic Four. Yes. And we have not even tapped into that. Yeah. So leave Kang the Conqueror behind. We don't We don't need Kang. We've got enough Kang. We're okay? over. It's over. We're, we're, it's over. All right? Me and Nick have already decided. Um, and we don't need to be hypercritical because you, you can dip into these, these baddies. Okay. You have Doom, Annihilus, Galactus. Come on. That's just three. Psycho That's just Man. three. Uh, I got a whole shelf full of Marvel Legends Fantastic Four villains. Yeah, Fire you can even you even, you even have a half villain in Silver Surfer. Yeah, t- or a, a, there's a, every single Herald of Galactus is a good villain. Yeah, absolutely. Terex, uh, Nova, uh, Frankie Ray Nova, not like Nova right. Core Nova. Right, right, right. Oh, who else is over there? You can literally build up like you did in Avengers. You can build up to Galactus with all the Heralds. Yeah, like. Just ask us. We can write this stuff. Let me do, and then we, we agreed on this too over chat. Um, if I was making Jonathan Majors money, I can guarantee you with a hundred percent assurity that I'm going to be the safest person, not, not only online, in my social media, in real life, in all of my dealings. I will be the nicest person you ever met, and I'm going to give the hypest interviews you've ever seen. If I made that kind of money, why couldn't he do that? Yeah, I don't understand why you would live your life in such a way to throw away literally millions of dollars like this. And being in Marvel. Right. Like it, like it, like you'll live in infamy. Not infamy. You'll live in uh, as a legend. Yeah, a Marvel legend. A Marvel legend. Uh, just everyone be Ryan Gosling. Stay off of social media. Do weird yeah. interviews and make good movies. Yeah, that that that's what uh, uh, Kurt, uh, Kurt Russell's son. What is this? Wyatt? We just talked about it. Wyatt Russell. Like he did. He didn't have social media. Yeah. You know what? I don't know what uh, Wyatt Russell thinks politically, and I don't ever need to or have to. I don't want to. He can just be in Marvel stuff and Monarch and and make money. You yeah. know, it's that e- it's that easy. I, Kurt Russell is one of my favorite actors of all time, uh, and it was I just think it was very nice of him to provide a replacement because Wyatt Russell's a clone, <laughs> and he's a good actor, so yep. it works. It works. Um, all right. So next piece of news here is uh, what we do in the shadows is ending on season six. Yeah, I think uh, that's probably all right with me. Yeah, it's a good I think show. It's fine. But Aaron and I are in season one right now. We're she's never watched it, so we're going through it. Yeah, six is good for that. I think. I will say this: um, you know how some comedy shows um, sh- kind of struggle to find their legs in the first season, and then by season two they hit their stride. Yes. Um, season one of what we do in the shadows is hilarious. Yeah, they they were a hundred percent firing on all cylinders from the get go. <laughs> they really were. It's so funny. God, I forgot. So, yeah, I think it's fine ending on season six, though. Um, oh, yeah, you, you, want, you want to do the next Yeah, one. so Matt Reeves, the director of The Batman and the very good, for some reason, Planet of the Apes movies, uh, <laughs> right. is making an Arkham Asylum series that is apparently going to be in the James Gunn side of the DC Oh, movies. see, I didn't know that. Uh, so there's going to be an Arkham Asylum series that's in the, the Gunverse uh, apart from the Batman, which is Elseworlds. Uh, okay. Oh, Elseworlds. Yeah, that's, that's what they call that's it. That's what they're calling the non-can or non-main timeline. The non-gun timeline DC movies are called Elseworlds. So, like Joker and the Batman. What about what about uh, Wonder Woman? Well, that was DC EU. That's the old Snyder one that's dead. EU extended universe. It doesn't mean anything. It was made up on, by the internet, and then people started uh, calling it that in real life, and it became adapted by the actual studio. The DC European Union. Yeah. Okay. Well, I trust Matt Reeves. Yeah. Because he makes good stuff. So I'm I'm somewhat interested in this, even though I don't care about DC. Yeah, I don't care uh, about DC, but I care about James Gunn and Matt Reeves. 
We'll see what they can do. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, John Favreau is making a movie called, I think it's called The Mandalorian and Grogu. I think that's a working title, but... Okay, yeah, surely. Uh, it's going into production this year, though. Yep, so they got that going. They also, I'll just go right into the next item, is they, on the same day they announced that, they greenlit season two of Ahsoka. Thank the Lord. Yeah, so all of the good stuff is happening there uh, yeah. with Star Wars that I want. Um, I love that Ahsoka. Yeah, it's... Man. Uh, Ahsoka is the best in my opinion the best that there is next to andor they represent the best of the two halves of star wars because andor is the best of the gritty realistic like down to earth war part and ahsoka is the best of the sort of mystical weird yeah. uh, jedi part so you yeah. know it's the pinnacle of both elements the that video of um ahsoka what's uh rosario dawson that video that she posted on social media of her in that little speeder yeah what y'all doing what y'all doing (laughs) over here that is so i watched that a hundred times man i like the one where uh the what's her name who plays shin avana sako is driving around in it with like a cigarette hanging off her lip (laughs) it's like a low rider uh that must have been a fun set i think oh i i bet it was all right, what's this next one? I didn't even hear about this until this second, so this is breaking news to me about Top Gun. Yeah, so there's um, apparently some Warner Brothers deal that Tom Cruise did, um, and it's basically uh, we're going to get Top Gun 3 and Edge of Tomorrow 2. Yeah, that makes sense. Warner Brothers is like has a 60% chance of going bankrupt in 2024, so they're like probably scrambling for something so tom cruise uh top gun made the most money so they're like uh tom cruise will give you a bajillion dollars to make movies (laughs) oh wait this has uh paramount so top gun is paramount yeah but uh the next thing is is warner brothers yeah edge of tomorrow 2 is warner brothers um so i wonder if there's a few other movies with warner brothers in that deal but um i only i mean really only care about edge of tomorrow 2 as far as that deal goes, but yeah, Top Gun three, I'll watch that. I'll, Top Gun two is way better than it had any right to be, you know. Yeah, that's because it was directed by the goat. Yeah, that is correct. Um, if you look at images of, or if you go back and watch this movie with Emily Emily Blunt, Edge of Tomorrow one. Uh huh. Boy, she's attractive. Wow. Yeah, I liked her in that. I like when she's got that big helicopter blade weapon thing. Oh yeah, I need to go back and watch this movie. That's such a good movie. Yeah, it's it was that was one of the most surprising movies in terms of quality. It's because every time Tom Cruise plays against type, he's great. Like he always plays like this stodgy hero type, but then he'll make a movie like Collateral or Edge of Tomorrow or like when he's in Tropic Thunder, and those are probably his best three performances. And because it's <laughs> it's against type. <laughs> Like, he's like a bad guy in Collateral, and he's like a coward in Edge of Tomorrow. It's just so good. Yeah, so good. Um, all right, so I think that is all the new news that we have. Yep. Uh, which will bring us to the new new. New new. New new. New 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 new. Trelures, uh, folks, we have an Adele Nain. Yeah, we had a lot of news, so we didn't go for a full design here. Uh, we didn't, but there was some wondering. We'll do Halo next week. Oh, uh, okay, okay. This, uh, I will say, this is a good list, though. It's yeah, good stuff good. to talk about. Yeah, the first one um, is something I'm very excited about because it's Alex Garland, yep. who is one of the visionary, brilliant creatives of our time. Uh, he's doing a movie called Civil War with uh, A24. Yeah, the plot is in the near future, a team of journalists travel across the United States during a rapidly escalating civil war. That has engulfed the entire nation. So we have uh, Nick Offerman as the president in this, uh, teaming up with Alex Garland again um, after, uh, uh, what was that show called? Devs. Devs, yeah, which is one of the best things I've ever watched. Oh, yeah. Um, Devs and season five of Fargo are pretty similar in terms of quality, I will say. Mm. It's like that good. Uh. So Alex Garland is great, and I like, I think, 
pretty much most everything he's directed. I've liked everything that I've seen that he's done. Uh, I'm trying to find. He's done, so he did uh, Annihilation. Uh, he did Deus Ex Machina, or excuse me, Ex Machina. Yeah, Ex Machina. Okay. Um, and then Dev. So yeah, he's everything he has done. I didn't see Men. I didn't see Men either. Um, Dread. He did the screen screenplay for Dread, mm-hmm. which Dread is great. Yep. Um, oh, he wrote Sunshine. Sunshine is great, even though it's weird. And he did. He wrote Twenty Eight Days Later, which is great. They're making 28 years later. Yeah, I, I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of so things the, he's directed, it was just Ex Machina, Annihilation, uh, Devs, and Men, and then the rest he wrote. Yeah. Uh, so, he's great. This, he is. This movie... Uh, I'm slightly, slightly hesitant about, because if it's like a movie about like January 6th type people, I'm so tired of them in my life that I might not want to watch a movie about them, even so if they're I think the he, bad guys. Well, I think he throws a little bit of a curveball here. Um, I think he makes it really ambiguous. And and the reason is, is because Texas and California team up. That's I did raise my eyebrow to that. And so I go, oh, I see what he's doing here. He doesn't want this movie to be like four progressives or four conservatives or whatever. It's like, I'm going to kind of set up a situation where you don't know which side to take. And it's just going to, this is how it, the reality of war of a civil war looks like. Yeah. I guess I should watch it to find out, but, uh, <laughs> like I said, yeah. I'm so tired of, of that kind of person and I don't want them to be in my, uh, fiction, except I well, guess I, there's a part of the bad guys in Fargo are the, are those kind of guys. Listen, those political extremes in either direction are, they're just some of the worst, most uh, exhausting people on the yeah. planet. Well, and that's all we have to say about that. It's, it's Alex Garland. <laughs> it'll be good. It's yeah, A24. It'll be good. It'll be good. Yeah, I, I absolutely, I'm going to see it in the theater. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I won't have to see this next one in the theater because I think this is coming out on Netflix. Uh, but it's called Gundam Requiem of Vengeance, and it's like a computer animation uh, Gundam. Unfortunately, there's no cat. Or there's no like story breakdown on IMDb about this, so I can't summarize it uh, because I didn't really follow too much. It's a Gundam CGI show. Mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed to see the CGI. Why? Because I like. Gundam traditional 2D animation and I feel like mm. Japan sort of uh, kept going with the 2D animation longer than most people without giving in to the CGI animation which I don't really care for mm. it kind of reminds me of the Resident Evil ones which is really good CGI animation except for later on the people don't look very good in this trailer I thought <laughs> yeah. I, I was excited about this just because I've never seen Gundam like this um, I hope that this doesn't end the traditional style, uh, you know, of anime for, yeah. for Gundam. But but I, if I can get both, I'll take both. Um, so this is very early on in the war. This is like zero zero seven nine. So very early on. Yeah, I don't know much about Gundam. I only watched Gundam Wing, and that was in the early two thousands. So, but mm-hmm. I like I like the robots. Yep. Well, I'm I like I have become a Gundam fan, uh, similar to how we've recently become uh, Star Trek fans. Yeah. Um, so I'll I'll definitely be watching, catching this. Yeah. Um, you probably will not catch this next one, but I definitely will. No, the next one is Race for Glory, Audi versus Lancia, and the plot is inspired by true events that occurred during the fierce rivalry between Germany, Audi, and Italy, Lancia at the 1983 Rally World Championships, and this stars Daniel Bruhl, or as I like to call him, Evil Tobey Maguire. <laughs> and I'll let you talk about this because it's a car movie and I don't know yeah. anything. Yeah, so uh, so this takes place in the 80s during the Group B Rally uh, era, which is, it was very short-lived, um, and there was like a lot of casualties, both drivers and spectators because the cars were just so fast and so incredible um the this so it's definitely worth making a movie because not only is there human drama but there was it was just a wild time um for racing and for rally 
and these cars in this movie, uh, both uh, Audi and uh, it's it's Lancia, um, it, and uh, there's a couple of other manufacturers too, like Peugeot. But um, these are some of the coolest cars of all time to me. I I love these cars, and uh, j- just like they're in my mind, they're just like legendary, like stuff of legend, you know. So I'm very, I very much want to see this. Uh, you put a note on here, Zemo racing. Yep, Zemo <laughs> Baron racing. Zemo, yeah, Baron Zemo. Um, so this is like, this is right up my alley. Like this is the kind of movie it was like made for me. So uh, I'll be watching this. Well, we'll hear about it on what what you done watched in a, about a year then. Yeah. I don't know because it, like it said it came out January fifth, but I was like, was it straight to DVD or did it come out in the theater? Is it out in the theater right now? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, next up, we have Kung Fu Panda Four. The plot is after Poe is tapped to become the spiritual leader of the Valley of Peace, he needs to find and train a new dragon warrior, while a wicked sorceress plans to resummon all the master villains of the past. So uh, I like the Kung Fu Panda movies. The second one is is the best i think um this one it's uh training a successor we got aquafina i think is this fox character and all the the regular old guys are back but we have kehui kwan in it as a pangolin uh i I knew i heard his voice i didn't see his name on anything but i knew i heard his voice he's in there and he's a pangolin uh and then so they're bringing back like the old villains so like uh, Ian McShane's Snow Leopard, Tai Lung from the first one is back. These movies are just good. Like, they're just they're funny. Uh, the animation is good. The setting's good. It's good. Good movies. The 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 plot of this is uh, Kung Fu Panda versus Shang Tsung. Because the the bad the baddie in this basically like sucks the souls out of these warriors and then can like basically morph into them, like shape shift into them and use their fighting style. That's yeah, Shang Tsung. It's a chameleon. Yeah, so yep. Shang Tsung, um, and that's what that was my main takeaway. It was uh, they just they just called it was it's a girl they they didn't call her Shang Tsung. Well, I'll watch this when it comes out. I like those movies. Yeah, I might watch this with the boy. He he'll probably dig it. You know, definitely when it comes out on like uh, Netflix or something or Max or whatever. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have a trailer for If. The plot of this is a young girl who goes through a difficult experience, begins to see everyone's imaginary friends who have been left behind as their real-life friends have grown up. This is uh, written and directed by John Krasinski, and it stars Ryan Reynolds. I don't know when that man had time to make this movie. Seriously. He's the busiest man in America. Also, Correct. probably the smartest businessman. <laughs> He's the, He is very good at that. He uh, makes them choices he's the best at diversifying his portfolio of anyone (laughs) um steve carell is like a big purple invisible friend uh a lot of good voices in this like sam rockwell's in here uh matt damon is in here john stewart maya rudolph uh pretty much yeah um vince vaughn aquafina again bobby moynihan uh yeah, this looks like a cute movie for kids, but yeah. I'm more interested in what you wrote and also horrified by it. <laughs> I hate to even bring it up. Okay, but there's a, I listened to a podcast, and uh, it was about a group of adults who um, value their imaginary friends, um, consider them, like, real, I, I guess, um, and refuse to leave them behind okay and have found each other online and instead of being like hey you know we should probably all get therapy and get past this this is unhealthy um instead of doing that they all have said no no um this is the most valuable thing in your life and if you sort of leave behind your real relationships like your marriages and your you know, your, your relationship with your children and all that kind of stuff, then so be it because this is important. And, uh, some of them have like moved into like these houses, like several of them have lived in a house together, kind of a thing. It's really a uh, depressing, (laughs) awful story. Was was it Foster's home for imaginary (laughs) friends? (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, and so this is like, these are real people um, that, with real lives and, and are just really messing up their own lives. And, and nobody likes to see that. So I, it, that was like sitting in my mind as I'm watching this. Like I, it was kind of hard to watch the trailer because I'm like, oh, those people, those real people, you know? Yeah. Uh, it it kind of surprises me that some of them got to the point where they have uh, wives and children. That That is actually surprising, yes. Um, very, just very odd. Um, what a, what a strange world we live in, Nick. I never had an imaginary friend. Me neither. I don't understand the concept. I don't either. Yeah. Just talking to yourself. Yeah. I mean, I talk to myself, <laughs> but. Is it, yeah, an outward monologue? Yeah. Yeah, so very strange. Anyway, the movie's cute and maybe it'll just be that. I'll probably never see it. I'll also probably never see this next one, Beverly Hills Cop 4. The plot of Beverly Hills Cop 4 is Detective Axel Foley finds himself drawn back to the opulent environs of Beverly Hills to investigate the untimely demise of a long-term, a long-time confidant. So I saw Beverly Hills Cop, and I watched it up north at a cabin in the year 2006. Uh, I don't remember it very well other than that. Although I do remember expecting it to be more of a comedy because eddie murphy was in it and then being somewhat surprised at how seriously it took itself so i assume this will be the same as that okay okay yeah I, so i've never seen a beverly hills cop movie um it's not like a, a must see i w- like i i saw the first one and i didn't go out for the second ones and the only reason we watched it was because with the cabin we were at there wasn't a lot of options Mm, I got you. Okay. So yeah. I watched it with my cousin. Yeah. I don't it did this wasn't a particularly funny trailer. No, it's like you're expecting it to be funnier because it's Eddie Murphy and like mm-hmm. Beverly Hills cop sounds like Beverly Hills Ninja, which yeah, is a Chris it, Farley yeah. movie. Yes. Yes. So it's just it's not like what you think when you watch it. It's way more no. serious than you think it would be. Yeah. And then they put that weird scene where they're in the car talking about like making people mad 50 50 all this weird like it wasn't funny and i was just like this is weird yeah, i don't know that i get this that's the vibe that i ha- like had the whole time i was watching it was I, like i don't is this is this like satirical is this darkly funny is it just a, a cop movie that i think is supposed to be funny because eddie murphy's in it i don't know man i i got no place in my heart for beverly hills cop <laughs> <laughs> yeah me neither so that's right. So the three body problem is next, and this is uh, the book trilogy that I listened to that I really enjoyed, written by uh, an engineer in China. Um, I probably need to revisit that or re-listen to that first book um, because I think this part of the series—it's a series, right? Yeah, there's a couple of them, I think. Yeah. So. Um, I think this like first season is probably going to be like the first book maybe probably. or part of, part of the first book. Uh, I'm very excited about this. I think, I think this is, if, if they can film it, if they can do it, it's going to be pretty incredible. Jess likes this series also, and my cousin likes it. So I believe it will be good as well. Um, the plot of this is a nanomaterials expert sees a mysterious countdown superimposed in his field of vision and finds himself under military investigation to unravel the mystery He enters the VR game Three Body, developed by a secret organization, ETO, and discovers the truth behind the deaths of dozens of scientists and a tragedy from the days of of the Cultural Revolution. So, yeah, I I know that vaguely that this is this story is kind of about the dark forest hypothesis. Yeah, and that's all I know. So, that's the best part of this. It gets really, I think it gets really good, like in the second book um and it gets really wild in the second third book i mean it's a pretty wild story yeah um but this this was this is the first time i'd ever learned about dark forest theory um and i really just enjoyed it as a sci-fi concept yeah for anyone who doesn't know uh i should summarize the dark forest but i'm not smart enough to summarize it yeah i'm sure the internet can do it better chat gbt or whatever um The Dark Forest Hypothesis is the conjecture that many alien civilizations exist throughout the universe, but they are both silent and hostile, 
maintaining their undetectability for fear of being destroyed by another hostile and undetected civilization. In this framing, it is presumed that any spacefaring civilization would view any other intelligent life as an inevitable threat, and thus destroy any nascent life that makes itself known. As a result, the electromagnetic spectrum would be relatively quiet, without evidence of any intelligent alien life, as in a dark forest filled with armed hunters stalking through the trees like ghosts. So it's like, you see another hunter in the woods, do you reveal yourself to the hunter, or do you stay concealed to keep the advantage? That's what it is. Um, if anyone wants to watch, I think Thoughty2 has a good video about that on YouTube, but that's what it, it references, so... I'll watch this when it comes out on Netflix. Yeah, I'm, I've got pretty high hopes for this. I'm going into this with high hopes, so I hope it doesn't disappoint. Hopefully, we'll see. We shall see. Um, I know this next one will not disappoint, and I'm this is uh, this next thing. This is what I'm most excited about for TV, the next season of TV, other than The Bear Season 3. This is what I'm excited about, and it's Season 2 of Tokyo Vice, baby. Finally, we're back. Uh, February 8th this comes out, so... It's it's this continuation of Tokyo Vice. A Western journalist working for a publication in Tokyo takes on one of the city's most powerful crime bosses. Uh, season one is incredible. It's visually it's incredible. Oh, the writing so good. is good. The acting is good. So good. Excellent. So uh, yeah, if you liked Tokyo Vice season one, February is when season two starts. I encourage people to watch it. Uh, it is definitely. Uh, TVMA rated R, so oh, yeah. keep that in mind. Yeah. It, this is uh, one of the most underrated shows on TV. Um, if you go into the comments on YouTube, it's almost 100% positive comments, and yeah. a lot of people are like, it's underrated, came under the radar. Uh, definitely check it out. So, anyway, love it. Can't wait for this. It's like For All Mankind, where it's like incredibly good and no one talks about it. And Fargo, yeah. Fargo too. No one, I never yeah. hear anyone talk about Fargo. No, no, you're right. Um, so this is, uh, February, is it, is it February 8th? 8th. Okay. Okay. Oh, can't come fast enough. Yep. That's all we got to say about that is we're both going to watch that. So look forward to us talking about that and, uh, what we done watched. I wish Aaron would watch it with me. I wonder, well, I don't, I wonder if she'd like it. I don't know if she'd like it. I don't know. I'll tell you what nobody likes. Nobody wants. Nobody asked for this next one. Um, this is the last one, the 19th, the 19th trailer that we've got. It's called Mickey's Mouse Trap, and yes, that Mickey Mouse um, Steamboat Willie, which just entered in the uh, public domain here recently. Uh, this yeah. looks terrible. So we don't have this on here to talk about how it's like a thing that the, uh, people should watch or be interested in. Oh, no. It's because I want to talk about how stupid it is to make horror yes. movies as soon as something goes into public domain. Like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, it's not edgy or cool. You're just, you look like an idiot to me. You do. Yep. Um, you, you take this thing that's made for kids, mm-hmm. and uh, you just decided that you would, uh, you know, slap it on a, po- a plastic lunch- lunchbox, and, and you're and you're selling it. You're selling it. Uh, to quote the Nico Case song, "Why are the wholesome things the ones we make obscene?" That's a perfect quote, mm-hmm. uh, Nick Kelly. Yeah, I think this is stupid. This is like Gen X would do this. <laughs> Like, this is their kind of thing, and, like, I know a lot of Gen X people, and uh, I feel like some of them would think this is funny, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, this is, like, something that would come out in the late 90s. Yeah. It's like um, had it become public domain then, you know? Stupid, edgy, for the sake of edgy, not funny, not good. It's not even original. Like, like no. well, first of all, let me let me say this. Horror movies are not original. They're formulaic. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I mean, every once in a while you have something come through like The Ring, which is still kind of formulaic, but, it, you know, it's something a little bit different. Yeah, there's good ones. Like the Witch is good, and The Lighthouse is technically a horror yeah. movie. That's good. And Annihilation is kind Annihilation. of filmed somewhat like the a horror thing. movie. Thing. There's good the ones. Thing. But there there's, are, yeah, Alien. There are more bad horror movies than there are any other genre of, of movie. That's bad it. Versions. That's it. That's like, it. For every one horror movie, there's a thousand bad ones and for yeah, like that, anything else didn't even come close to that ratio oh gosh no Mm-mm. that's exactly right i think yeah. that's uh you, you figured it out that's why i have a disparaging attitude towards horror movies 
Um, also, it's just, I don't, I know that you're supposed to, like, enjoy being scared with no real stakes to yourself, but I just don't care about that. Like, I don't need that. It's um, not fun to me. I don't enjoy it. I understand the psychology of why other people enjoy it. Sure. And I don't, like, hold it against them. Like, it's just not something I like. But yeah. I would hold it against someone who liked this because I would not believe that <laughs> is possible. <laughs> this just has no value, Nick. There, this does not value anyone in any society at any time. Yeah, and like you can be like, but D- Disney's like this uh, giant corporation, and it's like sticking it to Disney. Disney doesn't care about you and your dumb Mickey Mouse thing. I can guarantee. I can guarantee you that Disney doesn't look at this and go, "Oh man, we got it. We got stuck. They stuck it to us." Yeah, they don't even know. They just are like, "All right, you step out of line, we'll sue you into oblivion." And I think a lot of people don't <laughs> understand copyright law. And so, yeah. Yeah. Um, to quote, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, we don't get got. We go get. And that's Disney. <laughs> that's Disney. Uh, yeah, so this is stupid. And the the Winnie the Pooh one was stupid. And it's not like edgy and cool. It's just lame. It's like it's like Banksy to me, like with his his like satirical paintings or whatever, you know, where it's like, ooh. <laughs> you got him. No, it's like this is not this is lame. Like it's lame. I don't know. Well, uh won't ever see that. I hope it doesn't see the light of day. Don't care. I hope um, they goofed and can get sued. You done goofed. Yeah. Uh all right, so that is all the new new trailers, and that brings us to the patron selects. Yeah, so Kevin sent us this trailer for Andy and the Airwave Rangers, which is like an 80s kids movie that is so obscure that it does not have an IMDb page. So I can't tell you the description of it other than what you said is perfect. So the, basically, the best way to I, that I can explain this is it's like NeverEnding Story and Gwenpool mashed into one thing, except it's VHS instead of like a book or comic books. Yeah. Like he goes into a, a a video store shop and then you know the eccentric guy hands him this VHS and is like, "Don't get too close to the screen, Sonny." And you know it sucks people into the screen. They're in those worlds, um, and that and that's it. You know, it, it's low budget kind of looking. Nineteen eighty nine. It would probably be a good episode of Mystery Science Theater. I uh, now that's this is that's what this is destined for. Yeah. You know, so anyway, that's that's I think Kevin would probably agree. Neverending yeah. Story and Gwenpool. Yep. Uh, yeah. So thanks, Kevin. That was a weird one. It was. And then Josh sent in. It wasn't a trailer, but it was a little short. And uh, Josh is a, a connoisseur of animation. He mm. finds all of these little gems that you would probably miss. So this is a little French musical short about a a girl and a guy in a shrimp mascot costume and she's supposed to play a, a concert at this concert hall and then there's like a storm and the concert hall blows away so they go on an adventure and it's just like an excuse to have like a little musical uh number with some dogs and, and a guy in a shrimp costume and some very fun animation uh, i thought it was yeah. cute uh if you like if you want to watch a very nice little french seven minute animation with some fun visuals and good music because French music is good, uh, then I suggest you watch Dance with the Seashells on YouTube, and the link is in the show notes. And I'll, yeah. I'll post the link on the Patreon as well. Uh, you know, this got me thinking. Um, my favorite uh, animated short on uh, Season 2 of Star Wars... Um, Visions? What's it? Visions is the French one. Uh, that French animation studio. So there, you know, there is some like good stuff that comes out of France that we don't I don't normally see. It's not like you know mainstream type stuff, uh, but there's really good stuff. Yeah, I really like little animated shorts too because they're usually extremely unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they're original stories, then they they tend to be very interesting. So mm-hmm. that was good. I was glad that he sent that. Uh, I enjoyed watching it. Um. 
we don't have any trailer mailers. Uh, we we just uh, did the Christmas episode, so we didn't have a question. Um, and we don't have one this time. But if you want it, you can contact us at on Instagram at Trailer Blazers Podcast on Instagram. You can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. Uh, if you really want to support us, you can support us on Patreon at trailerblazerspodcast.com or patreon.com slash trailerblazers. Um, and if you want, you can leave us a voicemail at hititifa8448488. That's hititifa8, and we will play the voicemail on the show, unless you cuss because we don't cuss on this show. Uh, and if you want to be... Also helpful, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which is still a great way for the show to gain traction. And if you do that, Quick Mickey's going to tell you what happens. Now, buddy, I'm, gonna, I'm basically going to ponder the questions of the universe like I normally do. I'm a thinking man, a man of incredible depth. That's what people usually say about me. So I was trying to figure out how did Sang Sung Feller on that Mortal Kombat game, if he changes into somebody bigger than himself, does that mean that he's like, his insides are thinner because he's going to have the same amount of atoms in his body? And you might say, well, Quick Mickey, he's magic. Okay, you can't explain it like that. Well, I want to know. Is it the same amount of atoms? And does he weigh the same? You know, or is he magically changing his mass? That's the, these are the questions I'm going to ask. But then it got me thinking about other questions like the three-body problem. But what about the four-body problem? <clears throat> and what about the Kung Fu Panda four-body problem? Or the Beverly Hills Cop four-body problem? Nobody thinks about them. Nobody's talking about that three-body problem. I'm talking about four bodies. And, um... When you get that many bodies in the room, you're going to have body heat. So you got to have air conditioning. Uh, but if he's in the Pacific Northwest, they don't, not a lot of them have air conditioners. And that is another mystery of the universe. And so I just would tell you, if you sit down and think about it, there's more stuff that you don't know than that you do. And that is kind of a, a truth. That's not really a tip. It's just a universal truth. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Uh, Effervescent, (laughs) reticulated, and resplendent as always for the Trailer Blazers. My name is Nick Kelly, and I go into the public domain in 2087. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon. And Nick, why don't you animate me like one of your French studio, (laughs) one of your French studios. Good. (laughs) Happy Trailsers. Welcome back, folks, to the video games. One quarter portion of the show. Um, Nick, I have been playing Tears of the Kingdom, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. I've been playing Baldur's Gate 3. Are you still enjoying it? Yes. Uh, I haven't played it in about a week, and it's because I'm kind of don't know what to do. At the, I mean, I know what I have to do, but I'm afraid to start because... I don't know what's going to happen, so I haven't done it yet, um, but I've, I've been enjoying it so far. Like It plays like uh, D&D where you can kind of do whatever you can think of. I haven't had anything where I, I felt it went against what I was trying to do. Uh, very robust. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I like the characters. Um, Karlak especially. She's the best character. And Shadowheart. I like Shadowheart. Um, yeah, like it. Got to get back to it, though. Yeah. Uh, I also like Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I have not been able to build any, like, torture devices or, like, boss-killing devices yet. Yeah. So I need to figure out how to build a boss-killing device. Because cause if I, right now, if I build something, I only have it, like, right then and there. And I have to, like, you know, I can't just, like, pop out an invention, which I think you can do eventually. So, uh, 
anyway, I don't tackle like big bosses yet. You know, right. stuff can kill me in one hit. Like little guys can kill me in one hit. I only have five hearts. Yeah. What? I love you. I love you too. <laughs> um. So I've been doing that. Um. I, I have not started Midnight Suns, but I think I'm going to start it pretty soon. It's very good. Yeah. Um. We we do have uh two video game news things uh this week uh e3 is dead uh, the electronic entertainment expo is dead it's been dead for years yeah they did you know they did like the virtual or whatever yeah nobody went to that nobody cares uh this is pretty sad for me i used to always look forward to this every summer you know early june this was the thing i looked forward to would always watch it work you know whenever i had a computer job and uh, don't have that anymore it's kind of sad to me uh, it doesn't affect me very much, but yeah, I, I get the nostalgia. Um, I think these places just do their own little presentations anyway, though, so you can just watch those instead. Yeah, you can pretty much do that. Uh, Nintendo Direct and yeah. then the PlayStation, PlayStation blah, 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 State of whatever. Play. That's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we'll still get our fun news. Yeah. Um, and uh, And actually, the rumor is... I don't know if this is news. This is rumor, but Nintendo may be releasing the Switch 2 this year. Yeah, I haven't been keeping up with this or anything, but, uh, I mean, another way to play Mario Kart, I guess. <laughs> I'm sure they'll make a new Mario Kart for it. Will they make a new Smash Brothers? That's the question. I don't know. I'm pretty unstoppable at the uh, regular Switch Mario Kart, uh, as long as the CCs are low. <laughs> Uh, we also have that. I got it for the kids. Uh, not, I didn't get it for Christmas. It was before that. I can't remember. They must have done something. I'm, I'm, I think I rewarded them somehow. Uh, but we have it as well. They don't, they don't really play it a lot. I like to play with uh, our friend Jen because she is very into it. And uh, she was over here and our friends Dale and Sarah were over here. And Jen was losing to them, so she climbed on top of them to stop them from beating her. It was very funny. <laughs> I think we're going to try and get her to come play it uh, because we wanted to play it. Jess and I wanted to play it the last couple of days, so we're going to try and coax her over here. She only lives like two blocks away from us. so. Oh, nice. Well, come over here and climb on the couch or whatever. Yeah. That is you do. Whatever strategy you employ. Yep. Uh, we only ha- I only found one... Uh, trailer worth talking about it's like a kind of a, a dregs lands for video game trailers yeah um but Ubi- ubisoft is putting out a new prince of persia game and by the way this is a full price game it's 60 bucks uh it's called prince of persia the lost crown and it's a side-scrolling classic prince of persia game yeah, uh, I never played any of these. I am obligated by the laws of this podcast to say my only exposure to Prince of Persia is the movie that I watched without sound on a boat. Well, that's uh, that's unfortunate because uh, Sands of Time is one of my favorite games of all time. I loved Sands of Time. Yeah, I just didn't play video games when I was young like that. So oh, man. when that came out. Yeah, there's a Ubisoft also came out with a Prince of Persia game. Just called it was just called Prince of Persia, um, and I really like the aesthetic of that game. He had a purple and orange like headscarf thing, any of this like metal claw, and I just really dug the design. And it was a, it was a fun game too. Um, so I like these games. Now, now I will say this game looks more like a Metroidvania style game than a Prince of Persia game, and I'm not sure that's a good thing. I mean, I love Metroidvanias. Don't get me wrong. But I like Prince of Persia to be what it is, a Prince of Persia game. This must be easier to make. Must be. Yeah. So this one's like, it looked like they, at least in this trailer, they really focused on the combat yeah. uh, part of this. And Prince of Persia, like Sands of Time, combat is like half of it. Like the other half is like traversal and problem, like uh, puzzles. Prob- not, like puzzles, yeah. But it's like traversal puzzles, and it was so fun. It was just really well designed, and I, I didn't get a whole lot of that in this. So I don't know if they were just like, maybe it has a lot of that in it, and they just didn't focus it all on the trailer, and they just were just like really heavy combat, but I don't know. I, I'm not going to be buying this, I don't think. I'm not. I don't care about Prince of Persia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's really, I mean, is there any, let me ask you this. 
is there any video games coming out that you're looking at? Uh, it doesn't come out for a while, but the Insomniac Wolverine game is the most oh, I've ever yeah. wanted to play a game because <laughs> they've never been made a bad Wolverine game. Like the Wolverine game on the regular Xbox was incredible. It was awesome. Uh, so yeah, the Insomniac Wolverine game. I didn't look at any of the leaks, and I refused to look at any of the leaks from the the hacking of Insomniac. Like what idiot? Like everyone likes that company. Like why would you? Who you think would be on your side for like attacking Insomniac, a company that makes good games that everyone likes? But yeah, looking forward to Wolverine more than pretty much any other game ever. Like I want that so bad. Yeah. But that's it. That's all I can think of now. I played a lot of games this year, like way more than I usually do. But I still need to play Mafia 1 Remastered. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Although the couple changes they made I don't like. Yeah. So I don't think it's as good as the original time that I had playing it. So. Hmm. Oh, well. I'll have nothing to compare it to. So. Yeah. All right, Nick. Well, that's all I got. You got anything else? Not a thing. I got nothing folks he's got none for the trailer blazers my name is nick kelly and i don't think jake gyllenhaal should have been in prince of persia happy trailsers and i'm ben moon and i agree um and also i'm a benvoid mania ben i'm a benoid mania benoid vania uh, yeah sure i'm a benoid vania type of guy avoid the noid happy trailsers <laughs>Okay, Nick, here's the deal. I have to take, I forgot that I have to take Holland up to the church really quick. So I'm going to, should we we just leave the recordings running? It would be, it would be easy to edit out a big chunk like that. Okay. So I'm just going to leave it running and then I'm going to come back and we'll keep going. I'm just going to sit here and watch. Armageddon. Okay, bye.